The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, October 31st. I'm Donald Ware. It is Halloween day, and uh, uh, we got a lot to get to on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. We're going to start things off uh, this way. Uh, on Saturday, I'd gotten word from uh, from Ed Hill, who's the former um, sports information director at, at Howard for many, many, many years um, a Hall of Famer uh, himself, uh, that Eric Moore, who founded uh, Onadan.com, uh, um, who was like a mentor to so many uh, of us, not only just a mentor, but a champion, a friend um, to so many of us in the HBCU world, um, passed away um, on Saturday. And um, you, you talk about legend, you talk about a legend. Uh, you talk about someone that elevated HBCU sports. I mean, I think, and especially when you're talking about um, in the 90s, when the internet, uh, the World Wide Web, as it, it, as it were, uh, was first founded um, and uh, was just a guru knew, I mean, all of the information that he shared with respect uh, to HBCU sports. As a matter of fact, I remember being a student at Morgan State and um, being very interested, not only obviously in, in Morgan, I was actually the, um, the sports editor of The Spokesman, which is the student newspaper at Morgan State University. And um, uh, a lot of the information that I got um, and, and kept up with uh, was from, uh, as it related to HBCU sports, uh, was from Onadan. Um, I can remember meeting Mr. Moore for the very first time in uh, 1999, I had just become the sports information director at North Carolina a and I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing. And um, I forget what game it was. But anyway, he had um, he kept our stats like he did for a lot of uh, not only HBCUs, but a lot of schools. He kept um, football stats and he kept stats of, you know, for basketball and, you know, volleyball and uh, softball and many other sports, but for that, for us, uh, he did he did basketball too. But in this instant, it was my first instance. It was my first time as the SID um, at A and T, um, and I, I don't I'm not sure what happened. I had no idea about credentials or anything like that. I was working, matter of fact, with Larry Barber, um, who who legend in his own right, um, who was the uh, in essence the SID for many many years. Uh, at the MEAC office, but was filling in because B.J. Evans, uh, who was um, uh, B.J. Evans, who now actually is uh, the PR guy for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, he had left A&T as the SID to be the, uh, in essence, the SID at the MEAC. But this had been a year. So so Larry Barber uh, was, was, was there. But anyway, I don't know what happened. Um, 
but I don't, I don't guess he had a parking pass or what have you. I knew who he was, but I was, I guess I was unaware that he was keeping our stats. So he'd come in the press box and I guess he, he was, he was a little perturbed, I guess, because he had, he had to walk a very long way. And I was trying to buy, <laughs> I mean, you don't, you know, you're, you're new to this job. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think how old was I? I was like, uh, Boy, I'm 25. I was 25 years old as the SID at a Division One institution at A&T. And uh, you're trying to apologize. And he just needed a moment to kind of gather himself. And once he was set up, he came back and we talked. And I said, hey, you know, I, I, I didn't know or whatever it was. I don't, I don't remember. But from then on, you know, he, we, we became friends. From then on, he did, you know, when, when, I, when I moved on to NC State, uh, which is his alma mater, um, in, in the media relations office, he was a champion of that. And then when, you know, starting, um, starting Boxer Row back in 2005, just a champion of that and a wealth of knowledge. I could, I could talk to him. See, I was all about, you know, coming into Boxer Row. I was all about, you know, people like him, Luke Williams, right? Um, Hal Lamar, uh, Benita Best, um, people who I had seen that really covered and had read who really covered HBCU sports. I wanted to make those people proud in terms of starting um, Box to Row. So he, we talked many, many times. And I don't want to, I, I, right here, I mean, I want to give you some background, but I'm really going to share um, some stories and share um, some of what, um, you know, some of our experiences and the friendship uh, with Mr. Moore on uh, the on the weekend edition uh, of Box to Rosa. I really want to share that with you uh, coming, you know, uh, this weekend. That's that's really what I'd like to do. But um, wow, just uh, just a tough loss for many, many of us uh, losing Mr. Eric Moore. So I'll talk more about his legacy, um, you know, what he meant to HBCUs, to HBCU sports. Uh, all of that on the weekend edition of Botch to Row. And I mean, if you're, if you're on Facebook, if you're an HBCU person, like, you know, because everybody is talking um, about Mr. Moore and what he meant to them. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, what he meant to me and his legend and him being a legend and all that he did for HBCU sports, again, on the weekend edition of Botch to Row. So it's Halloween. It's Manic Monday. On the program, let's run down week nine in HBCU football. We had a lot of surprises uh, with respect to HBCU football, a lot of games, um, uh, just a, a bunch of surprises again. So let's talk uh, about uh, the scoreboard. So let's run it down. It kicked off on Thursday. Edward Waters got its third victory of the season, defeated Miles 22 to 16. It's been a tough season for Miles. Reginald Ruffin leaves. Miles goes down. I mean, in essence, just one win on the season. Jackson State defeated Southern 35 to nothing. Big win for Jackson State. And Jackson State's on a roll. I don't know that Jackson State will lose another regular season game. Uh, I mean, it's still plenty of season left to play. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Jackson State with three regular season games remaining on a roll. Florida A&M continues to roll as well. 27 to 6 over Arkansas Pine Bluff, who really just continues to struggle. In the Magic City Classic, Alabama State gets a big win, 24-17 to 
over Alabama A&M. And so now Alabama A&M, and we talked about this on Friday, it gets a little bit tougher now for Alabama A&M. Still has Jackson State remaining, still has some games uh, remaining. And remember, Alabama State has already fallen to Jackson State. So Jackson State would win any head-to-head matchup there. In a shootout in Prairie View, Texas. Prairie View A&M defeats Bethune-Cookman 58-48 to in a shootout. Texas Southern defeats Lincoln of California 37-2. to Grambling State gets a big win, and this is a surprise, 35-6 over Old Corn State. Things have just gone down uh, a bit for the Braves. In a major surprise, perhaps the maybe, maybe the biggest upset of the year, Morgan State defeated South Carolina State 41-14. to Now, I, I, you know, again, I talked about this on Friday, that South Carolina State w- may have some issues in terms of stopping the run. It has had some issues in terms of stopping the run. Um, it's not the same South Carolina State team, but but it was it was this time last year where the Bulldogs started to go on that roll. Um, but wow, Morgan State's defeat 41 to 14. So I think what happens now is it opens things up. Howard, who we'll talk about, at least coming into its game against Norfolk State, was undefeated on the season. So if, if, if Howard remained undefeated, then Howard would be the only undefeated team in the MEAC right now. Can Howard sustain that? We'll see. Um, I don't know, but it opens up some opportunities now for some other teams, including Morgan State, who has two losses. I didn't think one loss would win. Now that South Carolina State has lost, we'll see. Uh, you know, maybe it could be two losses still wins the MEAC. We'll see. Speaking of Howard, 49-21 to over Norfolk State. The Bison now 2-0 on the season. North Carolina Central defeated Delaware State 28-21. to I did say on Friday that I thought the loser of this game would be out. Well... Eh, I mean, maybe not, uh, you know, but that's a big loss for Delaware State, who's now lost two straight games after really playing well. In a thriller, which I had a chance to call, North Carolina a t defeated Campbell 45-38. to More, uh, uh, A&T was down 28-10 after quarter number one, okay, 28 to 10 still at ha- at halftime came out uh, remember I mentioned a couple of weeks ago one of my top five players to watch uh, Bashul Tootin the running back had a 70 yard touchdown run he had well over 200 yards rushing uh, against Campbell then a pick six by the linebacker Jacob Roberts and all of a sudden things started rolling for the Aggies at the greatest homecoming on earth and that was a big win A&T has now won five straight games and sits atop the uh, the uh, Big South uh, with three games, well, two conference games remaining, a game against Norfolk State uh, next week, which is a non-conference game. That's going to be one of my takeaways on Takeaway Tuesday. Hampton fell to Villanova 24-10. to Tennessee State, and remember I talked about this on, on, uh, on when we ran down the schedule, uh, on the, actually on the weekend edition of Box to Row. If you're Tennessee State, Murray State is winless, right? Your Tennessee State, 
you're in the driver's seat in the OBC. You cannot afford to lose this football game. And that's precisely what happened to Tennessee State. Falling to Murray State, who was winless on the season. And now you drop one game. It was an opportunity. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's still some season left to play. But if you're Tennessee State, I mean, if you lose to one of the upper echelon teams in the OVC, fine. But Murray State hadn't even won a football game all year. Bowie State defeated Elizabeth City State 36-29. to Virginia State maybe was still an outside. Well, well no. Virginia State really does. Well, Virginia State still has an outside opportunity. Defeated Lincoln 42-14. to I'm going to tell you why the Trojans still have an opportunity at that CIAA Northern Division. Livingstone defeated St. Augs 12 to seven Shawan defeated Virginia Union 26 to 21 now Virginia Union falls from the ranks of the unbeaten more importantly Shawan wins next week Shawan wins the CIAA's Northern Division and Virginia Union and Virginia State play on next week so, I mean, you got a lot going on right there in the CIAA's Northern Division. Winston-Salem State made it three in a row, defeated Johnson C. Smith 28-7. to Lincoln of Missouri remains winless, falling to Central Missouri 61-14. to West Virginia State had an opportunity to stay in that race in the Mountain East Conference. Now falls to Glenville State 31-30, to who was also in the middle of the pack. I don't know if the Yellow Jackets have an opportunity now to win the Mech. Tuskegee wraps up the SIAC's Western Division, uh, defeats Kentucky State 28-7. Virginia University of Lynchburg falls to Weber International 38-20. Virginia University of Lynchburg is winless on the season. Lane defeated Central State 42-31. It was Langston falling to Louisiana Christian 39-14. So now Langston's got two losses in that Sooner athletic conference as the season begins to wind down albany state keeping its hopes alive in the for a division two playoff berth defeated morehouse 31 to 7 sets up a showdown now next week in the fountain city classic uh, against fort valley state i I fear the loser of that game probably is going to be out in terms of the division two playoffs and of course those division two rankings will come out a little bit later on today uh, Benedict wraps up the SIAC's Eastern Division, defeated uh, Clark Atlanta 49-20. to Benedict remains undefeated on the season. Fayetteville State wraps up the CIAA Southern Division, defeats Shaw 28-20. Florida Memorial falling to Southeastern 41-13. It was Savannah State, and that's why uh, I fear that the loser of the Albany State and uh, Fort Valley State game will be out of the Division II playoffs because Fort Valley State fell to Savannah State 28-24. to 21 points for Savannah State in the fourth quarter proved to be the difference. As a matter of fact, that was the Macon Central City HBCU Football Classic in Macon, Georgia. Finally, Texas College falling to Texas Wesleyan 40-12. to so that wraps it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Kind of a somber uh, podcast on today. Again, the passing of the legendary Eric Moore, uh, the founder of Onadan.com. Uh, Our thoughts and prayers are certainly with his 
family right now. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where you can find us on our website at BoxToRow.com. You can also find us on iHeartMedia.com or wherever you get your podcasts as well as on the Botch to Row YouTube page. Talk with you tomorrow.